You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My got the bitch why? John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal drills are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking devil, your children, America! I want to build a wall. Look at all the motherfucking Are you African-American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a Aleppo? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I can't wait! This is The Worst Possible Timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindling. Ah, your commitment to uh, a, media, a job well done mediocrely. It's fine. Uh, everything's just fine, Eric. Is there something we this? I just hit pl- record, so we have no idea what we're talking about. There's no pre-pro here. There's no pre-pro. None. None whatsoever. This is all winging it. Uh, welcome to Worst Possible Timeline. Welcome. I'm, I'm Patrick. I'm Eric. And what the fuck we want to get into? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Lots, there's nothing good. No, it's nothing good, man. It, it's so bad. Listen. I have a reputation as being a contrarian. Let me get this out of the way. Yeah. Reputation for being a contrarian. People come to me for hot takes and, and all the, and I'm not scared. Uh, speaking broadly, I don't go out of my way to like get in trouble, but I'm also not scared. People can fuck themselves. It'll, everything will pass, whatever, cancel me. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. So, but if you came here for like a cop defense today, no, (laughs) (laughs) you came to the wrong spot. No, (laughs) fuck them. I could be pretty contrary, but I can't be that contrary. But you know Uh, what? I, I think we're, we're even though, I don't even know if contrary is the right word. We just like to play devil's advocate. I think it's healthy to always see things from all sides of things. However, I think we've also been largely pretty ideologically consistent. And uh, one thing you'll you'll never get from this podcast is fucking cop love. No, I I I try to be I try to be realistic <clears throat> about what a cop is. 
instead of being hyperbolic and, and hysterical uh, about what a cop is. And maybe in some way that can come off like not extreme enough for people when I'm just like, yeah, look, it's, it's a, it's a job that is perfectly tailored uh, to bullies and sociopaths. So, so what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, so, so when I say, when I say that some people get bummed because they feel like that's me somehow absolving a fucking system that, that hires uh, sociopaths and, and bullies, but it's not, listen, I'm just living on planet earth, man. Like, like I'm, I'm, I, I, let, let, Eric, let's, let's do this. Let, let's, uh, let's troubleshoot the cop problem for a second. Okay. Uh, do you got a solution? No. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, uh, largely no. So uh, that's, I think that's wise of you because when people pretend to have an answer for this, they look really confused. It's, do you know what they look like? They look like the people that say things like, uh, why don't they just shoot him in the leg? It's like, what? yo, <laughs> it's like, yo, that's, do you know how hard it is to shoot anybody? Do you like, yeah. do you know, like that's not like, we got to be realistic about, uh, what somebody's able to do. And I, I think that to offer these solutions where people say things that aren't solutions where they say, more training. Well, yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's a, for sure. I think that's an excellent perspective. I also think that, uh, in my lifetime, uh, police, uh, have made huge inroads, uh, t- to understand mental health. That was not, trust me, when my grandfather was a d- detective, there was no efforts to understand mental health. You know what I mean? So, no. so there's been some major inroads, uh, but, and I've seen some positive changes with that stuff, but I think the more training mantra or the higher pay and then we'll get a higher caliber of bully, I think is really misguided. I think that, uh, and people do this really dishonest thing where they'll say like, you know, they'll, they'll pull these comparisons out of their hat. They'll be like, well, Sweden doesn't have any of this. And you'll be like, what? Yeah, no, that's not, it's not an apt comparison. Not even a little bit. So I think that, it's just some dishonest shit. I'm not saying we should throw our hands in the air and say, oh, nothing can be done. But I am saying that I've never heard anybody that's got a solution that made any fucking sense to me. And it's just kind of this, like, yo, it's, it's a tragedy anytime that you've got you've to make somebody the authority because they're always going to abuse the shit. That's a, that's a law in nature. Uh, and maybe that's me being cynical, but... I don't think there's any way out of getting weirdos from abusing uh, what little power you might give them in life. Yeah. And I don't think there's any way of getting out of like you, like you said, bullies and sociopaths are just going to find them their way to these positions one way or the other. And that could be, you know, hiding their stripes until they're actually in uniform. Yeah. Like, you true. know what I mean? And um, I, I think largely, like when you say training, I mean, in a lot of ways, largely these systems are kind of uh, assembled in a way that, um, you know, some people, some scholars and some 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 black ag- activists would say that the system's working as intended, that a lot of uh, policing, especially in the south and interior of the country, um, is designed to uh, to be uh, oppressive towards minority groups and people of color. Um, so, I mean, like that's, you know, systemically, you know, that's a whole other, 
a whole other thing to contend with. I mean, like if we're talking like just like broadly and like a, a societal, like civilization standpoint, like there is a need, there is a, there is a requirement for some kind of authority um, to have some kind of civilized, a civilized uh, uh, situation. Um, but the way in which it, it operates in the United States is, is under this like white hegemony type thing. So, um, well, you know, it, 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 go on. Let me, let me offer some that one thing I reject is this notion that there's that police is inherently racist. I think police. No, I don't. Yeah. I think police is inherently power tripping and abusive. I don't think that, I don't think that police is inherently racist or, or I will allow this idea that they are and say, okay, sure. And if the idea is that there can be no good cop because you're signing on to a racist system and you're contributing to a racist system, then it is, it does not absolve you, dear listener, of the taxes that you pay to that. Mm. And, and this is my argument against every non-tax protester in our listenership is every monstrosity that you attribute to the state is funded by you. And if you, it, this is like my big thing, we, we all like, we try to isolate the, we use the term, the system, and then we compartmentalize it and say like cops are, uh, are the, uh, are the system, like the racist system that blah, blah, blah. Yo. And so, it, so is anybody paying taxes on land? So is anybody paying mm-hmm. taxes? So a sales tax, you could argue. And it, it's, uh, it, so I, I think that it's only instructive to call these systems broadly racist if you're willing to accept your culpability within that. And Eric, I'm going to sound very extreme here. I, unless you're prepared to actually do a, a land forfeiture and, and, and really like sort of, I mean, maybe leave the continent. I don't know how you can, I really honestly don't know how you can absolve yourself from the, the, the original sin of colonial, uh, uh, racism. I, I don't know how it's can be done. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, well, I guess the point that I was making is that like policing, the notion of, of authority is necessary to, for a functioning society. However, um, I don't think that that concept is inherently racist, but I think in the United States, the system that we have is racist. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, let me be, let me make myself clear. This is not like, this isn't a particularly funny episode so far. Let, let, me, no. let, me, let me make myself clear. Waka waka. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Eric is going to sit on a whoopee cushion as I explain my position, which is uh, uh, the United States uh, it, it, it has racist roots that uh, just seem to keep uh, bringing up new racist flowers every fucking year. And uh, certainly it is a racist system by virtue of that. What I'm saying is that I don't think that uh, policing in and of itself uh, it, it needs to be uh, racist everywhere on this planet. I don't think that that's an inherently racist uh, thing that exists. I think it is an inherently, uh, you know, it, it, listen again, like cops, I have my own grievances with cops that, that exist outside of our current 
terribleness, you know, and it's, you know, are they white guy grievances? Yeah. I would, I would argue that they are cause I'm a white yeah. guy, you know what I mean? But it, it's, uh, uh, you, you know, I don't, Eric answered this when he said, yeah, I don't got any answers because I, this is a matter that really for people that don't, maybe they think I'm just like an uninformed dickhead about everything. Um, this is the thing that actually matters to me. Uh, and it's the thing that I've looked into to some, some degree, uh, trying to find even something as simple as a cause that I could align myself with. And I honestly straight up just don't see anybody offering anything practical, anything beyond a slogan. And that, and, and the stuff that does the stuff that truly does is the stuff that nobody ever wants to align themselves with because it means some really ugly realities. Like I always say about prison reform, prison reform will never take off in the United States because it requires too too much uh, advocacy for, for people that you don't want to advocate for. And when we're talking about policing, Nobody wants to be, it used to be that you had community activists who worked with police. You still do, of course, but as police have been just so high profile, terrible, uh, and nobody wants to align themselves with police. But the reality is is that there's going to have to be some type of discourse that is productive because it can't just be the the voice of the voiceless is burning down a target every two years. That just can't, that's yeah. unless, unless that's what we want, but it's not particularly what I want. So to that end, I think that there has to be some practical uh, 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 going across the aisle with people that at this exact moment, nobody wants to go across the aisle to, they don't see it as an aisle. They see it as a, uh, you know, as a fucking uh, gas chamber of some type. So that's the I, thing. And, and the, the particularly discouraging thing to me is like, yeah, it's like the, what's going on right now is like it's just it's it's something it's just reoccurring. It's just it's something that's you know it goes back for for generations, you know. And it, it's like you know Rodney King and like th- these are problems that we've been dealing with. You know, these are things that have been going on and 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 reoccurring for so long. And it's like it's just it's it's and as you said, there there's 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 very little there's very little room to to want to like it seems like we're building towards something bad. And like, I, I mean, I'm sure it seemed like that in the 1960s and things didn't exactly go that way. But, um, you know, is it, is it fair to say, I know some people have said that we've been in the middle of this, like sort of like cold civil war. And I, I feel like it just gets worse and worse. Okay. So I, I don't believe that. Um, no, no, I, I, I have that, uh, Orwell quote, uh, like taped to the inside of my brain about um, how we don't actually want things to change. Uh, how uh, people in the West work towards uh, goals that they uh, are impossible because they don't actually desire change. Mm. Uh, and that that's, that's in my skull for the rest of my life. I can't shake it because it's how I see things like, like, uh, what happened has been happening how like it feels more frequently right now and we might certainly be in an uptick but what it's been happening since the creation of the of the country it's not like th- these these incredibly uh traumatizing scary horrible moments uh, of uh 
of, of violence. I'm not talking about the police violence. I'm talking about like the general atmosphere of, of powder keg moment, like this feeling it's, I think that's every 10 years uh, without fail, yeah. you know, like, uh, and I, I think it, it might have always been that. And it might always be that, uh, <clears throat> it might be every five years now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe, maybe we're going for a singularity and you're right. And it'll just be, th- it'll eventually just be that every two weeks for the remainder of our lives. Um, Eric, here's, I don't have a ton more on this to say, except I'm going to throw an idea at you for better policing. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, this is going to make me incredibly unpopular until I hope people understand the tone of what I'm saying. I think that it is impossible, literally impossible to wipe the power tripping violent bully out of the police force. I yeah. I think it's I think it's impossible. I think what is more possible is a leadership a a, a a change in the tone of leadership that comes from the top down and and hopefully permeates police forces and what did not happen in Minneapolis. So Here's what I thought was the most cop-like moment of that murder. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't that it was a black man on the ground. That uh, to a lot of people, that is the most cop part of this whole thing. It was when people tell the guy, "Hey, I think you're killing this man." He doubles down, yeah. which is the, which is the most police officer thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because a small person doesn't understand that they can give an inch without relinquish without relinquishing their authority, and you see this on the upper level. When listen, do I suggest that the police force in Minneapolis should have let Minneapolis burn to the ground? No, I don't think that's the case. But you have to. Good leaders know. that you have to take an L sometimes and letting the target burn down and be looted without firing tear gas, without further villainizing yourself is maybe the L that you have to take as the police chief, as the mayor. And you just have to say, Hey, police, you have your own feelings. You maybe we have to satisfy you on some level. Like you know, police officers' unions are powerful. Maybe, maybe I get it. You want to be out there, maybe defending this racist piece of shit. Maybe not, but you don't want to relinquish control. You don't want to appear weak. But by appearing weak right now and pulling back and allowing this to burn out naturally, as opposed to. Uh, giving it the violent opposition that'll push it into another years and years and years of, of misunderstanding. We're doing the right thing, but nobody said that instead they put dudes out with rubber bullets and you got to know when to take the L. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, again, I mean, just in the way that these things sort of reoccur is like, the destruction of of the target, right? And I, I see that mainly the, the the rhetoric from people being like, "Well, you know, fuck a corporation, blah blah blah." Sure, I'm not I'm not at all concerned about Target. I I do, however, can't help as someone who's worked shitty jobs before. 
feel sympathy for the, you know, maybe the single mother that, that has to work the cash register that now doesn't have a job anymore. You know, like that, that to me, that's, that's a loss from the, you know, in, in a situation that is all shit, you know? Um, and I, and, and, you know, I don't think there's anything really to say about that, to, to, to say to that person other than, yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand the language of, of riots and I understand the language of the, the unheard and things like that. And I'm, and I'm with that. Um, but there, there, there is something, you know, inside of me, I don't care about the target, but I do care about the people that are now even more people that are now, you know, just victims of this whole shitty situation. Sure. And, you know, uh, the, the target thing, like, yeah, like, look, there's no way to talk about these outpourings of emotion and, and very human expressions, uh, without sounding like you're condemning them. And again, I'll walk right into people's anger on this. I don't give a shit, but I just, I don't have it for this. Like, I don't think that burning down a target is necessarily the way to go, but I also, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, that's what uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, cause the question becomes, what is the way to go then Patrick? And I don't have a right. solution there. So I guess burn the yeah. fucker down. What the fuck do yeah. I have? I, you know what? Better a target than, you know, uh, mom and pop's fucking uh, shoe repair shop, you know? Sure. Although uh, they might get it in the, in the end too. Uh, I, I will say, look, high school taught me that every rumor I've ever heard is a lie. And uh, when I saw, I don't know if you saw this footage, Eric, there's, a guy breaking the windows out of an auto parts plus or hurt or, or some fucking car place. Right. Yeah. And he's on tape people saying, Hey man, why are you doing that? Um, and he's a middle-aged white guy in a gas mask. Uh, he looks corny and he looks like what a cop would dress like if they were trying to act like a black, bo- black block, like, uh, yeah. Protester. He's got the umbrella. It's all a bit much. I'm not saying that's not a cop. It could certainly be a cop. It could certainly be some of the provocateur fucking uh, uh, institutions in the United States, such as the FBI. There's wheels within wheels. It could be anything. But I also don't think it's at all impossible that a fucking 48-year-old fucking like Unabomber-type white guy just wanted to go out and break something and feels righteous about it. I don't think he has to be a cop. I think that that's a a bit of a leap. So to the people that are sold on this guy, just because he's white and middle-aged, I don't think that that's like, just look, there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit in Minneapolis today. I don't know if this is the thing that we got to focus on, nor do we got to focus on the lady in the wheelchair. Did you see this, Eric? Yes, I did see the lady in the wheelchair. Okay, so this is a bizarre one. It's very bizarre. <laughs> so one of two things. Well, one of a million things, but here's the two narratives. Um, she was blocking the she was blocking target uh shoplifters, looters, whatever, in an effort to I don't know, be racist or something, and that she pulled off uh, out a knife and was threatening them and got beat up. Uh that 
you can organize the footage in that way. You can also organize the footage in that she got uh, pummeled in the head and brought out a knife. I don't know which one of those two things is true. I do not know. Yeah. Uh, and the footage of her getting out of her wheelchair and people going, look, she's not even disabled. <laughs> yeah. is such yeah. is such a she she doesn't even go here moment you know yeah, what i mean like it's ugly because look i have no idea what that woman's fucking deal is but of all the accusations that i've heard that are strange this woman rides around in a wheelchair all day and is not disabled is one of the stranger ones i've ever heard so for anybody that doesn't understand, if you're riding around in a wheelchair all day and you're not disabled, trust me, you are disabled. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, yeah. you are fucking disabled. There's nobody that's like, I'm just lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you can walk, but you're riding around in a wheelchair, either you can't walk very well or you're fucking crazy. So yeah. any which way you slice it, she's disabled. Well, it was one of the weirder ones. I, I don't know. There's some people saying that she's like 30 years old too, that she's like a young person, but she looks, she looks elderly to me, but I, but also upon closer inspection, maybe perhaps not that elder. I, I, I don't know. That's such a strange one. And like that, that person was just not where they should have been in that, in those moments, they should have been far away from that entire thing. For socks. Yeah, we can all agree on that. Yeah, look, it's it's a shitty situation. You're never gonna hear us defend cops. Um, it's 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 it, it just sucks. It's tragic all around, and it's really disheartening that these things kind of keep happening. Um, maybe when we drop this episode, I'll put a little link there where you can like donate something something. There's some like chains going around. You know, it might not be a bad thing to to toss a couple of bucks your that way. But I, I will say on the. Uh, if we want to pivot away, cause I don't really know what else there is to really go on, but um, I don't know. So we're almost a half hour into the podcast is I hope everyone's very happy that we've stopped talking about COVID. Oh, what Eric, I don't even remember that guy. <laughs> it's over. It's done. It's like someone I dated for two weeks in college. <laughs> I have, I don't even remember who is that. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's gauche now. It's who's talking about, if you talk about COVID, someone will yell at you on the timeline. That's true. Uh, <laughs> do you want, do you want to tackle just the highlights of COVID or you, uh, do you have other material uh, like Hillary Duff sex trafficking your child? Oh shit. Well, there's, there's we have a number of, th- there's a number of things to talk about, but, uh, as far as COVID goes, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, like it's, I feel like places that have been opening up and everyone was like, no. And I feel like they haven't seen the explosion that people were expecting them to like Florida and Texas. I think their numbers rise, but they're mostly chilling. So Eric, what it is is, and here's what reveals the, the actual reality for the psychopath that was yelling at us the other day. Uh, the numbers rise because testing rises. Uh, the, the death rate, has not gone up in those places. So to the people that are, that are doing the smug weirdo thing, there's people, there's no reason to align yourself with the state first. Second, there's no reason to align yourself with a dead idea. If it's, if it's, if you have a hunch that we're being, uh, 
fast sold into a dangerous position uh, for the sake of the economy. Okay. I'll give that to you. That's entirely possible. Maybe, but there's no reason like if, if it is the case that these States are opening up and that many, many more people are being tested and leaving their houses and being tested, but the, the, and so the infection rate balloons, but the death rate does not, that is very revealing and it means yeah. something. And it, for you not, to not address that is to just hang on to an old idea in some very unproductive way. Now, if you have a counter to that, I'll hear it. Like, for example, if you say to me, well, listen, though all the, the weakest links died first, all of the old grandmas and shit died first. We're not going to see those people die a second time. Okay. So it, so of course the mortality rate isn't going to be high. Well, okay. That may very well be true, but then God damn it. Why aren't we open? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, it, yeah. if that's your conviction, then follow it, play it forward. And if your conviction is, but what, when the, what happens when this comes back even worse in winter? Well, listen, I hear you. What do you want to do right now? And regarding like the States that said, uh, you know, we're going to follow the science. What science has changed? I want everybody to ask themselves that what science has been introduced to open now? What science? And for people that say, oh, well, um, the deaths went to under 100, and that's the goal. Okay, why do you think that is? Because if you think it's because of your stupid mask, you're fucking brain dead. It's because the people that were going to die died. That's why. So it, it, it come with something. I'm open. I'm, I'm totally agnostic about the future of this fucking particular virus. But you can't hang on to this old nonsense and keep repackaging it. You just sound like a doomsaying nut job. Yeah. Well, I, well, Cuomo told me it was because of the mask. But anyway, um, it it I I I wonder about this like when it gets cold thing. You know, I don't. I, I something in my gut. And let me clarify for anyone that's not clear on this. I'm not an epidemiologist or a virologist or a scientist of any stripe. Um, something in my gut tells me the spike in the cold weather thing. It's, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen. This virus has existed in cold and warm regions and it's had the relative same, you know, rate of infection and death. So I don't see why when it gets cold again, would it be, would it, ex, would it explode again? I, I, I don't know. I, something in my gut tells me, and look, if that's not the case and ever people start dropping like flies in October, yeah, this episode won't look so good, but, uh, that's just kind of right now in, in late May, 2020, that's the feeling I get. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of my hunch. Although I think obviously we're going to, it's going to be closely monitored for the first few years. So certainly when there is a, an outbreak of any type, it, it'll be treated as though, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's a trauma moment and that we all remember how bad it was. It, it's like, uh, after nine 11, when there was a shoe bomber, we were all like, dear God, they've yeah, got shoes, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but it's, yeah. it, it, what does it represent in the, in the totality of the thing? Very little, you know what I mean? So, uh, but we'll see, uh, again, be agnostic about it. None of us fucking can predict the future here. 
uh, I can just go on what's in front of me and what's in front of me is, Hey, maybe we shouldn't have shut down. Maybe we should have, but it seems clear that it's at least time to get back to something now. Yeah. Especially since places like places that are supposedly, if we're going by what is now, I think the old science on the, the upswing in terms of the curve or whatever, um, places like that, that are deciding to remain open and not seeing a significant, significant spike in, in their, in their death or, or, uh, or hospitalizations. Um, then places like New York city, which have, have seen, I think it's very safe to say that we've seen the worst of this, at least whatever the first phase of it is. If we're in, if this will be a phased thing, uh, yeah. Why the fuck? Come on, let's go here. Let's open this. Like, what are we waiting for? I mean, it's just like people really don't understand that like every moment is crucial. Like every day you decide to like keep this going, the, the shutdown that is the worse the effects are like, it really matters in terms of, of day by day basis, like in terms of economic, the, the longevity of how long this, this economic downturn depression will end up being Eric open this fucking pit up. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because like for a long time, I mean, people were, like people were not expecting things to open up for like the rest of the year. I know people who work in Midtown whose offices are closed for the rest of the calendar year. And it seems like I like maybe like giant festivals, maybe, maybe, but like that, you know, those are typically a summer thing and this, this summer might be shot. Um, but like, I don't know who expected to be home for a year. Like, I, I don't know that that was ever a realistic scenario. Uh, depressives, I guess, or people that are not, uh, not essential. Is that the right word? I mean, people that can function from home or live in a comfortable situation, like maybe them. I mean, you can stay home. If the world doesn't need you, then stay home. Yeah, whatever. Make literally make yourself happy. If nobody needs you. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's like, I don't know. I, I, the, 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 like, I guess it was like a month ago, like the, the doom and gloom of this was like, life will never be the same until at least fall of 2021. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have gone either way on it. I'm happy that it seems to not be the case, but uh, there's going to be some scared people. Uh, you know, it's, sure. uh, there always is. Um, uh, I mean, that's the so, thing, right? No one, no one wants to see it go the other way. You know what I mean? Like no one, like we may on this show here advocate for opening up, but it like, we don't want to see things get, get worse. We don't want more people to die. Like that's not, I mean, that would be like, that would mean that we'd have to retreat back. And then that's like, like, could you think about it? If, if that was, if the reality was, that as soon as going back to some sort of, as soon as society went back to some normal life, that all of a sudden people started just flopping dead. That would mean, that would really mean like, okay, we need to seriously change the way in which life is led, right? Because you can't just let thousands and thousands of people die all the time. So the reason people, the reason this show stands the people, you and I and other people advocate for opening up is because I, we don't necessarily believe 
that that's the case, that the case will be that when we open up, then thousands of more people will die. Eric, here's a question for you regarding that. Go on. What? I'm going to put you in the role of being a mask advocate for a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, when do we take the masks off? Um, what science supports taking the mask off? I don't know. I, the, the mask thing is just, I, I, I still haven't landed on it. I, I don't know. Like people don't, I can, I just can't get a fucking clear answer. It, it seems to me that people, the, the general consensus is that your rate of your, your, your transmission of infection is much lower when you have the mask on, therefore wear the mask. Sure. But Eric, what I'm saying, when do we take it off? I don't know. I I mean, like when, but here's the, here's the thing. So here's the actual question. The mask, the mask really isn't to me in, in the way that I'm perceiving things, the mask isn't actually about infecting or infection. It's now become about social acceptability. Yes. 100%. Yes. And that, but here's my question is I want the big fucking brains in our audience, the, the people that are mask heavy, the people that are like, think that we're dickheads. I want an answer. When do you take off your mask? Because what science could possibly change that would mean that you no longer have to wear a mask? Like what would the circumstances be? Because are you going to, are you going to wear a mask until there is a vaccine that is properly distributed to the entirety of the United States? Is that your commitment to a mask or is it just when it is in your face and you are an unthinking animal? Which, which one is it? I think for the rhetoric that I've seen from a lot of people is like, well, Asian countries have always worn the mask. It's a sign of politeness there and it's something that we should adopt. Holy shit. No, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's to me, it's like the, the thing the compassionate side of me saw the mask as a thing when I thought about the people that that like have to work in like customer service and work with other people and work with these disgusting slobs breathing on them all day. Okay. But when do we take when do we take it off? I don't know. As soon as you walk I take it off as soon as I walk out the store. So, but my point to you, Eric, is if you are a believer in a mask, which you're not, you're just being polite, but put yourself it's, in the yeah, mind of a, put, put yourself in the mind of a believer. What is going to change? Because eventually the mask is going to come off. We acknowledge that, right? Um, like I said, man, it's now it's like people are scared of getting caught out on camera, not wearing their mask. Oh, why are people so weak? You can catch me. Fucking running, streaking through the Super Bowl without a mask. I don't give a shit. I don't believe but in that. They're idiotic. But, so fuck but, it. But that's what I'm saying, man. It's not. It, it's it's about it's about new it's about new social norms, basically. Mm. That's the way. That's the way that I see it. I honestly like. I think, yo, because we've talked about it, man. Look, we've been doing this podcast for a while. People are fucking scared of getting yelled at. People don't want to get yelled at. People don't want to be blown up on social media with everyone clowning on them. And that's what that's that. These are the mask police now. 
once again, I am attacked for presenting new ideas. <laughs> it's so, that's what I'm saying. Reg- regarding people getting attacked online, who do we, who did we have this week? Oh man! Oh god! Um, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Um, okay, Eric. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon rated very poorly in our late night watch, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Why is that? Um, uh, humor that's tailored for uh, a a Disney audience. I'd say that would be the very delicate way to put that. And does him uh, wearing blackface? Uh, okay, objectively, not your opinion. Is this definitely the most interesting that Jimmy Fallon's ever been? Um, it, honestly, it might be. I'm of trying course. to think. I'm, I'm trying to think of his whole career, and I think it might be. So here's a question to you: What's Jimmy Fallon's role in your life? Oh God, um, he's a man that's on the television occasionally, and when he is, I go, "Oh God, someone change it." Okay, so the most that you would hope for, you don't have any expectations for Jimmy Fallon, but it, 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 really, your only relationship with him is, man, I hope he does something interesting in this two seconds that, or, or in this five minutes that I'm gonna have to sit with my folks. Man, I hope yeah, there's something I, interesting. My hope is, God, give me a chuckle. That's the most I can expect. So with that in mind, why are we mad at him for doing the only interesting thing he's ever done? Oh, because it's not – because people – you and I might think it's interesting because I, I, I find the notion of someone who has like been squeaky clean and family friendly, like almost like tailor-made in a lab that way to, to, to be that guy. For him to to have something, which by the way, what the, the thing actually is, the blackface incident was on an episode of fucking SNL. So if yeah, so like pl- people during the, during the early two thousands when people still watch television, so I want everybody to understand that millions of human beings watch that. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of people remembered it. Probably a lot of people walk around th- remembering that sketch in their head. Yeah, and so, and, and not only that, but it's a, 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 a program that. Uh, is on the same network to which he still works for. Yep. And a thing that someone else wrote for him, presumably, I don't know if he wrote it or not. I'd be surprised if he wrote it. Um, I believe in the sketch he was, he's impersonating Chris Rock. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, look, man, come on. No one. Let's actually be real. No one fucking actually cares about this shit. Nobody. Look, nobody gives a shit. Tw- it was twenty years ago. And look, I understand that blackface is definitely in poor taste, even twenty years ago. I think, but you cannot deny that the way in which people engage with comedy um, in general has changed in those twenty years, and that's what what has led many people to stop doing blackface. Yeah, sure. And uh, I think that there's there's conversations to be had about is comedy exempt from these concepts because it's by nature uh, uh, satirical or uh, critical. It's critical by nature. Nobody is doing blackface uh, for the on the surface yucks of it. There is always something, always something uh, transgressive about it. And if there isn't, I I'd be very shocked to find that piece of media uh, in 
like just because it's not particularly, it's so low, low brow that I don't know where you'd be exposed to it. So I, I, but those are conversations about the nature of comedy. Not everybody has a sense of humor. I think we should be honest about that. Let's be super fucking forgiving to, to some people out there. There are people in this world who legitimately have no sense of humor and to try to reach those people on a, Hey, this is what comedy is level is a total failure because it, it, there's just, there's something missing from them. And I understand that sounds like value judgment, but like it, it, it's just not in them. And that, that's fine. Look, it's not in me to do uh, complex math. You know what I mean? It's not in me. Sure. Yeah. So, so if it's not in you to understand comedy, I get where you would lash out at the world because it feels like you're being denied this, this thing that other people have. And it just, it just sucks. I get it. But there's no reason to engage with these people. Like I know that we're taking this more seriously than even the most intense Jimmy Fallon critic of blackface. Yeah. Has, has ever, everyone's already forgotten about it. Everybody cares. This is the Adam driver cancelization. It's it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, but Eric, can we agree though that just engaging in a so-and-so is over party oh, on Twitter, on Twitter. Yeah makes you a full-fledged malicious psychopath like unbelievable dangerous loon guys if you have a grievance with somebody's behavior and you think it's inappropriate and you you wish to you wish other people would be on your side with this or whatever well firstly i think that's fucking dark because why are you trying to lobby the world to share your values in this fucking like persecution way. I I don't understand it, but let's say that's you. You shouldn't delight in it. You psycho. You you look so unwell. You look like the mob. That's what you look like. You look any photo that you've ever seen of uh, an execution or a lynching. You look like the mob in that you look like that unthinking crazy person that is, that is so excited to be part of a group that the, uh, the values of the group don't even matter, you know, like, it's just like, like, and you know, there's all this dialogue about how unhealthy social media is because it is a ranked speech. It is everything, everything that you say is approved or disapproved in real time. That's true. And how, and how gross that is to the brain, the brain feeds off of it and despairs off of it in the same way. And it is, that to me is like it's no it's it's no more on display than when people are engaging in this feeding frenzy of uh, of uh, cancelization like this 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 human negation this this unpersoning they're thrilled they're masturbatory at an unpersoning event that is so fucking crazy <laughs> because yeah when i we talk about the uh uh, uh, banality of evil when it, uh, when it's uh, 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 you know like uh, bureaucrats, you know like people that people that just go through these evil machinations without thought. It's just that's the way that they operate, and that is gross, and that is that feels so fucking 
cold and, and, and it's gross. And matter of fact, the matter of factness of it is what's so disturbing. But there's also this other thing where you treat the execution like a fucking thrilling sporting event. And you look so gross. Like, it's, I'm going to say something. To the people that engage in that behavior, nobody can actually love you. Like, <laughs> I'm being sincere here, Eric. Nobody can actually, because the only relationships that you're capable of are incredibly superficial ones. Because if you revealed yourself fully, because that's what we all want in a, in a love, right? Is to be able to reveal yourself fully, to not withhold, to, to just kind of air out what you are and hope for the best that your partner still feels the same affection for you. But there's no way that your love could be anything but superficial because if you're saying yes, and then I, and then my brain had the same response to Adam driver being in trouble that I get from coming inside you, that person should leave you immediately. You're a lunatic and it's on display. It's not good. And it's also, I mean, do they contend the people that earnestly engage with the so-and-so is over party? Are they contending with the fact that they're, that they're all you're doing is giving that person a spotlight. All you're doing is making that person more popular. Oh, like you're helping them. You're helping them. Oh, and so many things. Yes, for sure. Like, you're like I, I don't know. Did we talk about we we must have talked about the uh, the uh, yeah we did we we talked about what's her face last week Lana Del Rey. It, it's it's you've you you're bur- you're bolstering their career and now Jimmy Fallon certainly doesn't need that you know he's at the top of of his fields you know um, but it's here's 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 my here's my gripe with it. If you're gonna if you're gonna say now the new standard is if you at some point in your career, which is decades old and which in, 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 and has taken place in a time period where values were much different, but let's even forget that. If you're now, if you're vilifying Jimmy Fallon for, for the blackface, you now have to be consistent. You have to, you have to now take every single comedian to task that's ever done that. So you need to, so it's not just Jimmy Fallon is over party. It's Dan Aykroyd from Trading Places is over party. It's Kate Olsen from Always Sunny is, is over party. It's any time that's been used in comedy now, it, it, you have to go across the board. It's, to me, it's, it's dishonest to single out Jimmy Fallon. Oh, sure. But, you know, I mean, people still like to do that. You know, you know I mean, it's people, people get off on a fucking, uh, uh, on a, hey, what's, you know, I, I want this person to fry, ignore my friend. You, right. You know I mean? That, yeah. That's what they get off on. They like, I think they secretly like to sneak it through. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I don't know how you can, you can marry yourself to something like that because how can you not note, how can that contradiction not stick in your craw? You know what I mean? How can you, how do you reconcile with that? Honestly, as an honest person. So either, you're a dishonest toad or you're, you're masturbating. It's the only two scenarios in my mind. Yeah. Neither and why would you want well to, on you. why would you, why would you want to ally yourselves with, with sicky sadists or, or dishonest amphibian toad mutants? I couldn't tell you, you know, why, why not take the, 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 the more Christian path of, let fucking Jimmy Fallon live. He can contend with his mistakes on his deathbed. 
<laughs> he must pay. He yeah. must pay. Like who who are you? You're the fucking it's it's just it's just fucking weird to me. So yeah, whatever. Jimmy Fallon, everyone's already fucking forgot about. It. Did you see his weaselly apology? No, I, I can't look at that. No. <laughs> Yo, it's oh, I I didn't read the whole thing. I read the first sentence, which was "Thank you for holding me accountable." And I and uh, I had to yeah, stop. I had fucking to a nightmare like Oedipus stick large needles through my eyes after witnessing that. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> it's, it's, look, to anybody that sees that as a victory, you're the biggest fucking loser. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon didn't learn anything here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the thing that he did 20 years ago that he would never repeat anyway? What do you think he learned? He learned yeah. that you're all vicious monsters. <laughs> yeah. He learned. he learned that the, the, that the even deeper uh, – skeletons in his closet all the murders and bodies he he had to cover up even more tightly yeah exactly he had to eliminate a few more people yeah exactly uh, all right what what else we got let's, let's get off fallon because i just get mad no more fallon fuck fallon um how about did you see oh okay so we all right there's there's two ways do you want to talk trump or do you want to talk biden who do you want to go with uh did biden Trump first. Okay. Trump signed a thing, something about, um, social media companies because he got fact checked and he felt he was feeling really salty about that. Oh, this fucking salt. This dude's a fucking straight salt mine. He <laughs> really is. He is a fucking salt marsh. He is so like, look, do I think that these social media companies are complete hypocrites? Uh, and do I wish that they would evaporate tomorrow? Yeah, I do. I really do. I, th- I think that uh, Facebook is disgusting. I think yep. that uh, I, I think that Twitter is disgusting. Um, I think that all the accusations that people make about them uh, attempting to socially engineer uh, the modern world, I think is actually fucking totally true. And yep. uh, so I'm not their friend. Um, and I think that putting a fact check on Trump is actually uh, heinous. I think that that is not the right move. I think that it uh, it, it is inherently partisan. Uh, no matter what you say, no matter what you say about is this true or untrue, I have deep suspicions that you will not do it when a Democrat enters the enters the Oval Office. Hmm. So, so it feels hyperpartisan and bad. That said, watching Trump have a tantrum is funny. So so as much as I'm against this Twitter fact checking, because Twitter does not decide my reality for me. Twitter is not the 10 most intelligent people on earth. You know what I mean? Twitter, Twitter is not a council of, of hyper minds. It's a bunch of people that think they know better than everybody else because they're rich. That's not the same thing. That's evil. That's scary. I don't like it. All that said, uh, I, I think that it is funny to watch Trump spin around in his own diarrhea, like a fucking total fucking turd that he is. Um, yeah, to me, Twitter is like, Oh, what are these weirdos obsessed with today? Like that, when I, when I check Twitter, uh, I, that's, that's what, that that's the curiousness that my mind is operating on. What are these, fucking uh self-obsessed 
self-absorbed, um, righteous know-it-alls? What are they consumed? What is consuming their darkest part of their personality today? And what, how are they expressing it on the internet? Um, Facebook to me is pure vomit. I, I deleted it for like a two years almost. And I revived it mid pandemic just to see what was going on. And, uh, it's incomprehensible. I don't even know how to use it anymore. Um, I, I find the soul that, that interacts on Facebook to be even darker than Twitter people. Um, it, it's, yeah, I want to revisit though real quick what you were saying, um, about the notion of fact check, checking the president as partisan expound on that a little bit. Uh, okay. Well just ask yourself, do you think that they're doing that because he lies a whole bunch and that they've reached the lie quota and they can't stand any more? Uh, or do you think it's because his lies are of a type that does not align with the personal values of the people at Twitter? Well, I think it's, I think, I think there's a lot going on there. What you just said. Um, I think the man, I think, I think the dude does fucking lie a shit ton. I think, I think also, yes, I think in, yeah. Um, even in his, maybe not outright lies, but in his rhetoric or in the way that he speaks or in the way that he spins. Yeah. I also think that that definitely, um, counters the way maybe some people at Twitter think, or some people at Facebook think, but it also wouldn't surprise me if the two, if Trump and, and Facebook ally on some things. Well, okay. I I guess what I mean to say is like, is there a, is there a trigger amount of lies that you that you'd have to hear out of somebody's voice before you sanction them is the size of the lies important is, is it what is the mitigating what's the trigger what's the what's the controlling uh, uh variable here that we're going to say hey this is what does it i now have to enact something against this person well for someone like trump right who can who can like it happened, it happens during the pandemic. We talked about it. Um, he said that he was, he was banning uh, commercial travel from Europe, which was not true. And that fucked with the stock market. Um, you know, when he, you know, when people say fact checking, right, what, what occurs to me is, is he quoting the right numbers? Is he accurate in the policy, the language of the policy? Is he accurate in the nature of, of what occurred necessarily. And that, that can be a tricky one. I understand that. Um, you know, to me, fact checking, fact checking should be a nonpartisan thing is what you're saying accurate. And I get how that can slip away very quickly. And I guess that's the concern with a corporation like Twitter or Facebook having jurisdiction over the notion of what is truth. Okay, but because he's the president, though, right? Because we're not going to enact that on people who are just lying, right? Like just like right. yeah, Uncle so, Reb. Yeah. So what's the what's the limit there? Mm. In terms of what the the limit of what? How important do you have to be before it, it is a tech company's responsibility? to check right. you. Yeah. 
Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I suppose it would it it would be saved for heads of state and and maybe press outlets and uh, and things of that nature. Okay, so things that are purporting to 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 tell you um, facts about reality. Is that what you think the president's job is? Well, <laughs> I would hope that. Well, I it would be naive of me to say yes, but I would hope that we would be able to hold the president to some standard. Okay, but but uh, my question is uh, on what. Uh, what is the moral? Uh, why is Twitter the moral lawmaker here for some individuals and not others? I mean, well, I, I guess only by virtue of the fact that it's appearing on their website. Sure, but my question is: If Katy Perry, who probably has the same amount of followers as as Trump, says a, the same thing as Trump, will she be sanctioned? And if she was sanctioned or, or in some way checked, what about uncle Reb? Yeah. What is the, like, I think that there is an inherent danger in rating people by their influence and saying, Oh, you can no longer speak freely. I think that there's something uh, truly wrong about that. So, and here's more to the point as I keep pointing out, one of the people in the two of the people, certainly, but one of them was walked out the door in the Kavanaugh case was lying, but it was repeated over and over again by blue checkmark people that he had three credible accusers. Now, my question to you is using that as an example, which one of those blue check marks that was saying a thing that was, had been debunked up, up at that point, which one of them could you ever see being checked by Twitter. Well, could you, I, ever, could you ever, I will see, I, I guess I don't, I mean, potentially it, it, to me, it depends on exactly how, whatever their, their fact checking apparatus is. I mean, like, like I said, if you're not just an, not just a person, not just the president or a politician, but someone, you know, a press outlet or a journalist that is, that is purporting to, um, tell the truth, so to speak, I, I, I would think that there would be some, some body checking Eric, the Eric, accuracy of that. Eric, who purports to not tell the truth? Um, well, satirists, I guess. That's it, right? So pretty much everybody yeah. else, you, you assume that the thing that they're saying is, is an honest expression. You assume that it might may or may not be accurate, but you're assuming that. So, my question is, if we are, if we enter every conversation with the assumption that people are saying w- what they believe to be true, then how do we not treat them? How do we not scrutinize them the same way that we would scrutinize Trump? I, I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it would depend on 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 the apparatus to me, but but I, I get what you're saying. It's sort of like a, a who watches the Watchmen type thing. Yeah, uh, always, always, yeah, always. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a wrong thing to pursue that as a virtue. I don't think there's anything wrong with being able to say, "Hey, this person just said a load of shit." Yeah, but 
you think that the institutions should say this is shit, not the millions of people who recognize that it's shit? Well, I guess, well, what gives Snopes the authority to decide what is, what is, what is true and what is not? They don't. I found out that they had left-leaning uh, politics. So is at, that at true? That point, yeah, apparently. Uh, at that point, it's like, oh, Snopes, you're out the window. You know what I mean? Like you, you're out the window. Uh, but so, the thing is, to, to me, the, 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 I don't know if it's philosophical. I don't know how you, what you'd call it. I mean, the, 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 the reality is no one is free from bias. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a virtue you pursue. It's, it's not anything that's ever actually attainable. Um, and I think it's always healthy to be, to, to be skeptic, to, 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 to be, um, you know, uh, skeptic of, of who, of, of, of what someone decides is real and what is not. And you have to use your own healthy brain to kind of, to realize that and figure it out. But, um, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to, to, to pursue ultimately. You don't think it's a bad thing to pursue to let Jack Dorsey decide what material reality is. See, I don't think that's, I mean, I don't think that's actually what's happening. I, I don't think anybody could, I don't think anyone would be that stupid to, to, to think that that's what's happening. I, I think they are, when it comes to, when it comes to, to numbers, when it comes to events and things like that, I think people should be able to agree on certain realities. You know what I mean? If, if everything is truly objective or if everything is true, what is it? Objective or subjective? If, if then then how can we ever actually have a discussion about anything if you can just if if we can decide that you know the, oh well you know this came from this place and this place has a certain leaning then you know then you can't trust them you know what i mean like then how can you ever actually have a conversation grounded in reality oh i don't know if you can yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, I, i'm not i'm not confident you can except to be an adult and look at the look at the facts like it's i think what we're doing is we're playing to not even the back of the room, the, the, the lowest common denominator. You know what I mean? Like we're doing this nonsense where we're, where we're saying, uh, Hey, dumbest living human being, we got you. You know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, you couldn't look into this for yourself. We got you. And I think that that's really dangerous. I think it's dangerous to be like, to treat adults like, like they're all severely disabled and like need this guidance. I, I hear you, but I think it's also, I think it's also like, I think it's naive or I think it's, it's maybe wrong to assume that, you know, because Twitter decided that it's true, then it, then it ultimately is true. I, I don't think that anybody would read that like, oh, this was, you know, fact checked to be wrong by Twitter, then, oh, then it must absolutely be true. I mean, like, I think a healthy adult mind can also skeptically question why Twitter m might or might not fact check a certain thing or, or fact check a certain thing in a certain way. You know what I mean? So, I, so why, why do it then? You know, I, I mean, from their point of view, like Facebook and Twitter and shit, I mean, they're just trying to cover their own ass. I mean, you know, they, they're getting, you know, look, half the country is still on Russia. The other half of the country believes in a guy named Q, you know? So like, I'm among there them. is, <laughs> there is like this weird, there's this thirst for some people to be like, Hey, and, and I think most people are just thinking, Hey, can someone fucking tell me what's real, please? Like there, I, I look at your website and uncle Reb is posting about, 
you know, the pedo state and, and, uh, a man and, and, and cube cubono and, you know, aunt, aunt Rena Maddo Stan and, and crystals wearing is, is still talking about, you know, Russian infiltration. Can someone just fucking, can I get like a, 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 a fucking rational thought in here anywhere? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I mean, clearly I, I, not. I, I, but I'm saying that it won't be Twitter that gives it to you. Eric, can I, can I ask you, uh, let, let me bring this back to the, uh, to, to the protests, uh, for the looting, actually, not the protests. Sure, let, let me bring, sure. uh, I had a thought when I was watching it that, <clears throat> is there anything you want from Target? Um, you know what? I kind of want an air fryer. Okay. That's not bad. <laughs> I, was, I, I was watching people. They're good. I was watching people loot a target and I was thinking, I don't want anything at target. It's <laughs> 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 all I can think. Like I wasn't thinking about like the ramifications. Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I just, I, my thought was just, what, uh, what, what, what do you, do you all want like $23 lamps? You, I mean, like what, like, what are you yeah. going for? Like, what kind of, tr- like cause um, once, you got a t- once you got a TV, is there anything at target that's worthwhile? They were the only place where I could get the mystery flavor Oreos. And those things were so fucking good. Ah. Air fryer and mystery flavor Oreos. Those the, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, hold on. Hold on, Eric. This Tell is me. breaking news. Breaking. <sighs> they What's might have, they might might i don't know this i this is hard to say this i can't make a positive id i can't make a positive id but they, but they might have outed the uh the the guy with the hammer that i was talking about that broke the windows they might have determined which cop he is oh it's confirmed cop no, I'm not saying it's confirmed, but it, 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 there's a sh- they're making a strong argument here. Everybody, this is breaking news as of Thursday night. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. It's hard. It's hard to say if this is real or not. Uh, this is why we need the fact checker that is Twitter. Right. Yeah. This is why we need Jack at Twitter to to decide our reality for us. Yeah, Please Jack, help us, Jack. Was the guy a cop or not, or is somebody on Twitter? Uh, trying to use this as a personal to settle a personal grievance with a police officer right now by putting up a photo of him saying that he's certainly the one that did it, despite the fact that there's almost no way that we could based on, uh, the video that exists, determine this man's identification ID. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Um, go on. Uh, do we want to field Twitter questions? Yeah, go ahead. Um, at Viva's love says, uh, am I fucked if I want to open a bookstore? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People, people don't read, give up on that shit. Yeah. People, people, a don't read B don't go to stores and B don't buy books. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. Just, there's no, there's nothing going there. Um, I think we might maybe have gotten another Corona hot take. Um, mm, Corona hot take. I think both parties are fucking dumb. I think neither side is a good enough plan for me to feel safe 
enough to do my normal shit, like go to work. Also, as someone who got fucked during the pandemic and ended up working more and doing way more stuff at work while still being paid minimum wage, Republicans and Democrats can both suck my dick. Also, white people are stupid for thinking that wearing a mask makes them oppressed. Also, everyone protesting to go outside can suck my dick, too, because at least 65% of the people that went to my job and didn't wear masks were complete assholes, which is a higher percentage than usual. Uh, I am an oppressed white man. <laughs> oppressed white male alert. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I had to wear that stupid mask. Oh, um, did you see that Harambe was trending today? No, no, no. Is he canceled? What did he do? No, it's the an- it's the four year anniversary of his death. Uh oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. You'll re- um, you you'll, forever at the halls of Valhalla of meme heaven. Yeah, that's that's god god tier meme. Um, <laughs> this person says, "Oh, we got a Corona hot take from Australia." Candid COVID take: I'm in Australia, and we've had like a hundred deaths total. My city's pretty small, but it's, it has had like four cases and zero deaths. Why the fuck would these cunts won't let me go to the gym? Uh, actually let's talk about Australia for a second. Cause I find it fascinating. Um, no masks and nobody talks about it. <laughs> uh, if we are so keen on comparing ourselves to other places and why didn't we do this? Hey guys, mask police. Why is it okay for Australia to never have mentioned masks? Are we Why sure that th- are we sure that they're not wearing masks and not just calling them something weird like whizwazers or something? Uh, the whiz- the, the woman that I'm with is an Australian. She the, the other day she went to Target. It was packed, and somebody handed her their child to hold while they were in the dressing room. Mm, R.I.P. Clear- clearly, nobody gives a shit mm. <laughs> about fucking masks. So mm. to the mask, the mask cops. What's up? Hmm. Did you see that uh, Joe Biden may or may not have shit himself? No. no he, was, he was doing a live stream with some guy and you hear you hear it's tough. I, I've listened to the audio many times on full volume with headphones. It sounds like he's ripping ass and it sounds pretty wet, too. You know what? I, I, I want a president that rips ass. <laughs> it's a little more relatable. That's what I've yeah. saying this whole time. It's like, is Biden a lizard? Probably, but he's, he's one of the lizards that presents best as a human. He's ripping ass on live television. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Okay. We agree that there's, that a fart can be pretty fun. Sure. It's funny. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah, uh, you know, you like the smell of your own ones, right? Yeah, sure. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is uh, 
well, I don't know. I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. So I like a president that farts. I think, honestly, if you ask me, would you rather a president that farts or a president that burps? I hate people that burp in the microphone. I oh, is that true? I hate it. It's gross. So, <laughs> so fucking fart. I, I'm. A, you know what? Joe Biden stand. <laughs> okay, Joe Biden stand. Um, what do what do we th- do? We have anything to say about his uh, his comments uh, with Charlemagne the God? Uh, I mean, unfortunate. Listen, is it any worse than uh, than Hillary Clinton's? Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, ma- like fucking gone with the wind, mammy impression that she did. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, come on, man. Like these are fucking out of touch people that fucking, I don't, I'm not with everybody else. Like, I don't think Joe Biden is like afraid of black people or anything like that. Mm, I think no. that, but look, how many of Joe Biden's fucking close homies are black? it might just not be a population that he's very plugged into. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I forgive a lot of these fucking idiotic missteps from these people that are so desperate to fucking get your vote. You know, like it's like, look, is it goofy? Yeah, it's goofy. Is if this is the worst that he does from now until the election, I will be so excited. I, it would be kind of, yeah. I mean, here's the, here's the reality of the thing, man. And, and we've been saying this for a long time and, and it's, it's really, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, that insightful about this take. You've heard it a million times. Someone tweeted, you know, maybe a day or two after that happened, someone tweeted, how badly does this hurt his chances at election? And I, I responded and I said, not, 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 not even a little bit because even, everyone will everyone will forget by Tuesday and here yes. we are on Thursday and ever it's like full men in black memory wipe. No one fucking remembers. I mean, this one doesn't, uh, maybe, maybe it'd have to be black to get the full effect, but uh, did, did this one even like make your radar with anything other than a mm, goddamn Joe? Yeah, it was, well, it was like, it was like, ugh, like that's kind of embarrassing. It's just another dude that like, just the dude misspeaks a lot. The dude, the dude talks too soon. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have like an internal filter and it was just another one of those things. It was condescending. It was stupid. It was kind of like the biggest gripe that I saw was like Biden, Joe, you got to earn the black vote. You can't just assume you have it. And it was like, that feels like the most measured response to that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to crucify the fucking dude, but there's also like, yeah, like it was fucking stupid. Like that—that's that, all it really warrants. Mm. You know what move I mean? On. Move on, people. He'll—he'll he'll probably give you more. Oh, I'm sure he will. I honestly, I think the best—the best strategy is to just keep this fucking dude on ice. Just keep him out. Keep him out of. The, just keep him away. The less he says, the better his chances are. Yeah. Yeah. Hide him. It, it, you know what I mean? Like the fact that the Democrats cannot have a convention is such a fucking blessing. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> like it's like, especially like, I mean, now I would say it's almost certainly not going to happen, but 
um, when they were talking about Klobuchar potentially being the VP, I was like, yo, they can't have a convention because this is the most unexciting nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wait, is she the confirmed VP? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it was they, they were talking about it as a potential like, I don't know, okay. a week ago now. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's there's no way that that can happen now, especially now, because you saw that she um, she let. So this cop guy who who murdered uh, the man um, recently, he also fucking killed someone else in 2011 and Klobuchar, who was the I want to say oh, yes. public defender or attorney general of Minneapolis or, or of Minnesota, let him slide. Yeah. So, everybody, here's some breaking news that I just saw that I hope that I just quickly read a tweet that the prosecutor s- says that there is uh, the Minneapolis prosecutor responsible for sending these cops to jail, presumably uh, says that there is other evidence forthcoming, which uh, uh, he didn't say absolves them, but he says that it's, if that's true and I didn't just read a tweet real fast, this is going to be a long fucking week, Eric. Oh yeah, it's going to be a bad week, man. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying that you got to. You know me. I don't think you should send anybody to jail for anything but the evidence that exists. That said, this dude had better have been a ninjas flipping with a katana, chopping off the heads of other officers, like yeah. a like he might dusted to the gills, fucking. The Hulk from the uh, second Avengers movie. Uh, th- th- there's got to be something because uh, you, you, I don't care. Yeah, I, Forged I, got, check. Yeah, it's not. It's it's. Look, everybody. I, you know what, Eric? I'm going to say I found this. I found this somewhat heartening. This one fact about this whole terrible fucking incident. I haven't seen. I've seen one person attempt to defend the cop. One. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's many thousands across the United States, but a lot of times I follow the people online that a lot of you aren't comfortable following. So I see a lot of perspectives that a lot of you aren't comfortable reading. And there's usually a pretty significant pushback among those people to these these type of stories. They, they always offer a counter narrative, uh, always uh, try to paint uh, the dead guy is having done something wrong that we just are not privy to in the uh, lamestream media narrative and whatever. Yeah. And so I get all that news and I have not seen that this time out. So it yeah. might just be that people are like, eh, yeah, you can't be on somebody's neck for nine minutes. You know no. what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and that would be to me, don't get me wrong. I see a lot of fucking people be real weird where if I say, you know, there's some victory in that. That's great. I don't want some lunatic jumping out and going, oh, I'm so glad you got your victory, but a man is dead. Yeah, obviously, you fucking moron. I'm talking about, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm somewhat happy to see that there's not this knee-jerk reaction to defend the indefensible. It seems like this might be our limit for, for even contrary or difficult people there, there might, this might be the limit of like, yeah, you just, you can't be on a guy's neck for nine minutes. That's just like, you know, that's basic science. You, you, you don't gotta be, you know, I don't even know if there's anything political in that. You just can't be on a man's neck for nine minutes. Yeah. I can remember this, this instance really reminds me mostly of 
I mean, as we said, this thing is like this, this it's reoccurring in this sort of this horrible thing. Um, but it, it is, is very much reminiscent of the Eric Garner case, which was a couple, I would say six or seven years ago now. And when that happened, uh, I was working in a grocery store and I worked with a dude who was just like, he was just a dude, very chill dude. Didn't really have an opinion on anything. Obama was still president. That was a you know, particularly very apolitical man. And, um, when the cop walked on the Eric Garner thing, even he was like, all right, that's ridiculous. That's that. It feels like another one of those moments. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, and listen, it's not worth this man's life, but it is a small progress. That's, that's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, obviously this is still in, we're still in the early, um, realms yeah, of this. I mean, yes, for sure. People are going to double down. There's going to be some lunatics. It's yeah. there's going to be, this is going to be ugly. Not a great, this is going to yeah. be not, a, not a great look for the United States, but yeah. you know, but mostly the, the concern trolling that I see from the right is, is the, uh, what do you do by burning down your own neighborhood? It's so like, uh, like yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Everybody ignore that nonsense. It, yeah. Just uh, ignore it. Just fucking ignore it. They try this shit all the time. It's just, listen, they, nobody in the right mind is going to say, Hey, something productive is coming from, uh, burning down the A and P it's just people respond this way. And you're not changing that with your fucking tweet. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Like that's just, it's, it's yeah. just let it, let, let it go. My dude. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything else? Do you have any Instagram rapist this week? No, I do not. I do no, not. not I, I, uh, you know what though? Let me just say this. Okay. I saw somebody. I'm so glad I don't open myself up for this sort of shit. Like I saw a girl that I follow on, uh, Twitter say the most reasonable thing. She just oh, said, okay, cool. she just said, Hey, uh, regardless of how you feel about wearing a mask, the way that you approach people on this subject is critical to how they're going to respond. And if you come off sanctimonious and like your only point is to dunk on them and, and look morally superior, then they're not going to, to listen to you no, and there's obviously. no, and there's no victory in that. <clears throat> and so that's a pretty reasonable statement. Right. And I saw that she was getting all this pushback from people that like, don't know how to argue at all. Like real fucking <laughs> like the dumbest, like the lowest of the low fucking argument. Um, but listen, uh, I just want to read two tweets to you that I found upsetting. Okay. This is Leah Richier. As a human, or pardon me, as a death historian, I feel like I'm going mad. Emphasis hers. Watching the United States stumble through a mass death event, pushing aside elderly folks and poor folks and people of color in, pers- in pursuit of normalcy, summertime, and instant gratification. We are utterly grotesque. This is horrifying. I just wanted to point this out for this reason. You have pointed out that I'm guilty of hyperbole. There's a legal limit. <laughs> when yeah. you say, when you are talking about a thing that the American public has 
let's say that you're a de- I, first. I don't know what a death researcher is. So, firstly, shove that in your ass. As a as a worker at Auto Parts Plus, I'm disgusted. I mean, who gives a fuck? What's it got to do with anything? Fuck off. Secondly, what is grotesque and horrifying? And listen, when I say these things, people, I usually have enough runway to that I'm going somewhere with it and people are getting the totality of my view on it. On Twitter, nobody's getting that. You just sound like a hysteric and you sound like, you sound like a moralizing dick. So I I, I wanted to point out that one out. And then I wanted to point out, um, uh, black ass Regina George who said that's, that's her screen name. She's using now, not my judgment. Uh, I got so Dave Chappelle was made the news the other day because Azalea Banks said that they fucked. Did you right. see this? Yes. I want to talk about this type of response. I got scared. Dave Chappelle did something awful and was getting canceled. I have never been more relieved to find out it's just a little cheating. <laughs> okay. If she's joking, that's cool. If your first thought is did something terrible and was canceled. Yeah. Does that not prove how fucking disgustingly toxic Twitter has become? Like if you see somebody's name and your thought used to be, Oh God, did they die? But now you go, Oh God, did they, uh, did they make a joke about aboriginals in, in 1999? (laughs) Yeah. Yo, what are we doing? Eric, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. I don't really have much more to add to it than that. Um, I see people, I see someone, okay. Protest in union square right now. I'm relieved to see some white faces in the crowd. This is our problem too. Silence is violence. I had to scroll down pretty far to find someone, uh, moralizing about the pandemic, which is encouraging. That's encouraging. Right on. Yeah, it seems like overnight the, uh, hey, I'm mad at you for not wearing a mask thing has now taken a backseat to this other thing. All it took was the death of a a completely innocent guy. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) nothing good about that. People are so fucking dark, man. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Here's what I find upsetting. People will spin their wheels with these like, like, their utter thirst, their need to moralize. And then occasionally we hit one where it's, it it is so like, this is justifiable. It's justifiable that you should moralize about this. Of course. Yes. And it's, it's good and bad in respect because, okay, good. Yes. We found one. We found one. Good. Everybody. But like, it's also kind of like, damn man. Like I have the deep suspicion that, if it wasn't this, it would be some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you would just need something this week and it just, a, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, I see that the protesters in Hong Kong are using leaf blowers to blow away tear gas. That's pretty cool. I saw that. Uh, That's good. I want to say, like that. I want to say to people, I don't expect anybody in our audience to be this stupid, but, when you see somebody who's never done a fucking thing or risked themselves in any meaningful way, giving you 
Twitter anarchist cookbook advice on how to handle dangerous situations. Avoid. (laughs) Fucking avoid. If somebody who's never done a thing is trying to tell you, oh, here's what you've got to do with with the uh, tear gas. How the fuck would they know? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You got to purge these people from your fucking timeline. Purge them. All right. I am going to go watch a movie with my girlfriend, unless you have anything more to add. No, I support you. Uh, All right. Um, uh, People... Go Go on. on. Yes. Hit us. Hit us. Hit us. Hit us on the Twitter at WP timeline with all of your concerns and trolls and comments and uh, anonymous or otherwise hit us on there. Hit the Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. We'll probably have a Patreon coming to you this weekend after this episode um, because we got to hit that May quota. So uh, we'll see you on there soon. Go throw us a couple bucks. We are edging ever closer to our goals. Oh, so close. I'm going to wear that fucking, Hey, everybody, I tried to explain this to somebody the other day and they got uh, to my brother. You got a huge kick out of it. He said, wait, what do you do with the Patreon money? I said, we are celebrating the fact that it's going to nothing productive that you are, <laughs> you are literally buying me a thousand dollar piece of jewelry that inevitably I will leave someplace or will get snatched yeah. off my neck. You know what I mean? And I want everybody to celebrate this. We're not, we're not buying better gear. Eric is talking into his fucking computer right now. Like (laughs) we are, you are simply saying, Hey, enjoyed this. Thanks. Here's something small. Go buy yourself, go buy yourself a necklace because nothing matters. And all we ask from you is, I mean, we're getting, we're giving you something in return for it. It's not like you're just giving us your money for this. I mean, you're getting the satisfaction knowing that your money will go to our, our chains, which will inevitably get robbed for, but also you're getting bonus episodes. You're getting maybe a cameo is the new tier that you want. Maybe you want a little personal message from the boys. Um, you get a quality product in return, um, and your money goes to a great cause and you feel good about that. You can also hit us uh, on our phone number. We're going to get back into messages real soon. Uh, 205-509-9785. Leave us a message and uh, we're going to do a Patreon messages episode really soon. All right. All right. Uh, we, everybody have uh, a good, good weekend. Yes. Have a lovely weekend. Uh, put your phone away for a few hours maybe. Uh, play some. I heard that uh, the new PlayStation for um, the free games this week. If you have a, a, a PS Plus account, um, th- there are going to be some good free games. So play play Call of Duty World War Two. You know, mm-hmm. grab your Switch. Grab your Switch. All right. Grab, uh, grab your fucking Switch. We'll catch you later. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going Strong. 
11 years now, the podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you.